Ted News Conference continues with the Rhode Island State Treasurer, Seth Magazzino. He's a Democrat running for Congress in the 2nd District. Treasurer, thanks for coming back. This is your second or third time, yeah. I think, in with us. Great to be here. All Thank right, you. lots happened since you were here yeah. the last time. You know, we're taping on a Friday. Let's begin with the news. We just got word that Paul Pelosi, the Speaker's husband, sounds like he was viciously beaten yeah. in a break-in at his home. Do you know him? I, I don't know him. Um, obviously, it's terrible yeah. news, and our hearts are with him and uh, with uh, the Speaker right. and their whole family. And as we are taping here today, we have no idea what the motivation nope. was or, or why this happened. But, you know, I think this is a moment where we all have to recognize that public figures are also human beings and we need to try to take the temperature down in this country and have less vitriol in our politics. Okay, well, listen, I don't know that anybody would disagree with yeah. that. This will, however, play, I think, into conservative critics later tonight. Crime is out of control in San Francisco and other Democrat-led cities. I could see that coming. Do you see that coming? Well, like, listen, I, say, even yeah. the speaker's husband is a victim. I think if anyone tries to politicize an event like this, they're making a huge mistake. It's a political mistake, mm -hmm. but also morally the wrong thing to do. Again, we don't know what the motivation for this was. We don't know what happened yet at the time that we're taping today. But we know that this is a terrible event, and it's not a time for politics. Let's pull him out then. Yeah. Let's say this never happened. What do you say to the critics who say Demo Democrat-run cities are out of control when it comes to crime? That's become an issue with you well, because crime is an issue in your campaign. Well, listen, uh, we're getting into silly season in the campaign, yeah. and the fear-mongering is uh, to an extreme. Um, listen, my record on this is, is clear. I have always been supportive of law enforcement in Rhode Island. Uh, I've been a partner, particularly with the state police in my role as state treasurer. Uh, in the treasurer's office, we provided more than $100 million to law enforcement agencies across the state last year alone. Um, I think if we want to get serious about cracking down on crime, we also have to have a real conversation about gun safety as well. In Rhode Island, we've passed some really good gun safety bills over the last few years. That's one of the reasons that we haven't seen the high rates of crime that other parts of the country are experiencing. And there's a real difference between me and my opponent, uh, Alan Fung, on this right. as well. You know, on bills like banning guns on school grounds, the red flag law to allow law enforcement to temporarily confiscate firearms from um, people who are a danger to themselves or others. Mm -hmm. I was strongly in support of those bills to make our community safer. My opponent was against it. And at the national level, there's a real difference too. I see Democrats uh, in Washington are serious about cracking down on gun violence. Uh, too many Republicans, not all, but too many, uh, seem to take their marching orders from the gun companies mm -hmm. instead of from law enforcement on this issue. So you're strong on crime. You, you want to go, you're yeah. strong on crime. There's a picture of you floating around, though. You were at a, uh, a BLM rally. I remember this one up in Providence. Yeah. And it's right behind you. It says, defund the police. I do we have that picture to put up. There it is. Your opponent's making hay out of this. You yeah. want to explain that to us? Yeah. So again, this is silly season, right, in the campaign. Uh, I have certainly never supported defunding the police. As a matter of fact, as state treasurer, it is my job to fund the police. And that's what we do. So if the best that they can find, my opponents, is that one time I walked by somebody who was holding a sign that right. I disagreed with, I'm sure we have all walked by people holding signs we disagree with at one point or another. Um, and don't forget also who's funding these ads, right? Mm -hmm. So there's millions of dollars in negative ads being spent against me that are being funded by the oil companies, the prescription right. drug companies, and it's because they know that I'm going to be tough on the oil companies and the drug companies that are overcharging people for the gas, the heating oil, prescription drugs. And my opponent, Alan, has taken their money 
from the oil companies and the drug companies. He is not taking a hard line against mm -hmm. those companies that are overcharging Rhode Islanders. So don't forget who's spending all that money to put out okay. those false ads. There's a real difference between us on that issue. What was your understanding of that rally in March? What were you there for? That was a BLM. Uh, it was an anti-police no. rally. No. The, the cop, the, it was a riot. What, no, no, what, no. what was your understanding no, of going listen, there? So, uh, you know, I think like thousands and thousands of Rhode Islanders. Yeah. Uh, I have always spoken out against racism in our society, but I have never and never would condone any sort of anti-police rhetoric okay. because that's not my record. Again, as state treasurer, I've been a partner with law enforcement for the last eight years. And so for somebody to say just because one time I walked by somebody holding a sign yeah. that that reflects my views, it doesn't. Any more than if you walk by somebody holding a sign that you might disagree with. Okay. And my record is clear. Okay. Yeah. You've also put out that picture of Alan Fung in the Trump hat. Yeah. So we've got dueling photographs now. And he says, look, I went to the inaugural. And by the way, with the, with the exception of a handful of people in Congress, every other Democrat was there, too. Yeah. And it was cold. I put the hat on. Have you been fair to him with that particular picture? Well, he has also said that he supported Donald Trump, not just the first time, but the second time, too. Even after four years of chaos and division, kids being put in cages, separated from their families, uh, really harsh policies. Donald Trump trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act, mm -hmm. which would have meant that 70,000 Rhode Islanders would lose their health insurance. And of course, the events on January 6th, where he literally tried to cancel the results of the election. Even after all of that, right. Alan Fung still said that he stood by Donald Trump, wasn't going to run away for him, from him, voted for him twice. So there's a clear difference there. You know, when it comes to Alan's support consistently, for a president that I think was divisive and bad for Rhode Island, right. he's been clear that that's his position. Okay, listen, you go after Alan Fung, you go after Trump. Uh, how do you square, though, that Johnston, Rhode Island, North Providence, Rhode Island, mm. uh, some politicians, Democrat politicians, yeah. they went for Trump. Yeah. How do you go after Trump without alienating uh, people you need? What people in Rhode, Rhode Island too want. Have significant people yeah. What people in Rhode Island want is they want leaders in Washington who are fighting for them, right? As I spend time around Rhode Island, particularly in senior centers, what I hear is a lot of frustration. People love our state, they love our country, but they're frustrated. They're frustrated because the cost of living is going up. Mm -hmm. Gas, heating oil, food. They're frustrated because they see an extreme Supreme Court taking away rights that have been on the books for 50 years. And they see a political environment in Washington that's just become toxic. Mm -hmm. So I'm running for Congress because I want to take on the big oil and gas and drug companies that are price gouging okay. people. I want to fight for fundamental rights and I want to work across the aisle to get things done. Let me just let me just go back yeah. to this question though. You had a significant he, Donald Trump, as I recall, in 2016, won Johnston, won North Providence, and he won some other towns. And you just gave me a litany of how bad he is and yeah. how bad uh, Alan Fung is for, for not backing away from that. What, will you, what do you say to those voters who voted for Trump in Democrat land, Johnson, yeah. and, Provi and uh, uh, North Providence? Yeah, listen, I will always work across the aisle with anyone, even people I disagree with. Yeah. That's what I did as state treasurer. As state treasurer, I passed a historic school construction program that's put 20,000 people to work fixing schools all across the state. We're building a new elementary school in Johnston, new elementary schools in Cranston. That was passed with bipartisan support. Bill after bill at the State House, financial literacy, tax-free savings accounts for kids with disabilities. These are bills that I passed with Republican sponsors. So I'll work across the aisle. That being said, do I think that Donald Trump was good for this country? No, I don't. And I don't want to see him come back. And in particular, I don't want Congress to be controlled by people who voted to overturn the election. You know, in a democracy, you have to accept the results, mm -hmm. even if they're the results that you weren't hoping for. 
And we are at a dangerous time because there were over 100 Republican members of Congress who voted not to certify the election. Those people who voted to overturn the will of the people mm -hmm. should not be in charge of Congress heading into the next presidential election cycle. In the last two debates that I had with Alan, Fung, my opponent, uh, I asked him both times, would you please pledge not to vote for someone to be Speaker of the House mm -hmm. who also voted to overturn the 2020 election? He wouldn't take that pledge. And there were 60 Republicans in the House who did the right thing mm -hmm. and voted to certify the election. He could choose one of them to support for Speaker, but of course, he's already allied himself with Kevin McCarthy and the extreme wing of the Republican Party in Washington. That's not what people in Rhode Island want. All right. Well, he'll have a chance to defend himself when you attend the debate right here on mm -hmm. Channel 10 coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Seth Magaziner, Democrat running for Congress, continues with us. You'll be with us on November 3rd in debate. So, I, you know, we're getting close to debate time. So I'll yeah. uh, and I've gone over all the issues with you. You, you believe Alec Funk told me he's pro-choice with exceptions. And yeah. he told me he believes that you're pro uh, your pro-choice with no exceptions. Yeah. Do you agree with that assessment? I, I don't agree with either one of those statements. So um, my record is clear. I believe that women should have the ability to decide uh, when to have children and how to have children. Uh, I don't think that that decision should be made by politicians or by judges. Mm -hmm. What I support and what I would do in Congress is bring back Roe versus Wade. For 49 years in this country, women were protected under the Roe versus Wade framework before the extreme judges on the Supreme Court overturned it. What I would do is pass a federal law restoring the Roe versus Wade framework. Under Roe v. Wade, generally speaking, the decision to terminate a pregnancy was the woman's choice, but states were allowed to put some guardrails and mm -hmm. some exceptions on that, particularly in later stages. Um, we did the same thing in Rhode Island three years ago. In Rhode Island, we passed a law called the Reproductive Privacy Act to protect the right to choose in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. I was for that, I testified for it, I rallied for it. Alan Fung was against it. And so for Alan to now, in the late stages of a congressional race, say, oh, but now I'm pro-choice, well, his record doesn't match up with that. And I think what a lot of people in Rhode Island, particularly women, are looking at is saying, well, if we couldn't trust him to do the right thing three years okay. ago in Rhode Island, how can we trust him to do the right thing in Washington, D.C.? You can't, yeah. but you know where I stand, and where I stand is on the side of Rhode Island women. All right, well, let me just narrow this now, because he's yeah. going to come after you next week and say you're pro-choice with no exceptions. If someone wants to go there on the last day and yeah. abort the baby who might be perfectly healthy, would you be okay with that? Look, that's a yeah. tough question, but why don't you, you know, yeah. let's, accurate, let's be accurate. So under Roe versus Wade, yeah. which we had for 49 years in this country, uh, states had the ability to put limitations on late-term abortion. Okay. Um, in the law that we passed three years ago that I supported, mm -hmm. that Alan opposed, it specifically said that late-term abortions were not covered. So I support the Roe versus Wade framework, where states have the ability to put those kinds of limitations on. Okay. That's what we did in Rhode Island three All years right, ago. I, I'm, I'm I was this. for it. He was against you it. You want a federal Roe v. Wade return, but you allowed states to make rules at the end with regard to that, certain yeah. things. Is that clear? That's right. And okay. that's the way it was for 49 years in this country. That's what we should go All back right. to. Okay. Uh, you also say he'll go down here and cut Medicaid because McCarthy will cut Medicaid yeah. and he's going to go along with him. And he says, absolutely not. My mother's, you saw him at the last debate. Yeah. My mother's on, yeah. is on the Social Security rather, Social Security. Yeah. Well, listen, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader who Alan Fung has said he will support for speaker, has said that cutting Social Security and Medicare is one of his top priorities in Congress. The top Republican on the Budget Committee said that he's even willing to shut down the government as leverage in order to cut Social Security and Medicare. Seniors are struggling with these rising costs. Seniors are struggling with the cost of food, with the cost of health care. The last thing that we should be doing 
is putting people in place who want to cut Social Security and Medicare. So now he listen, says he's not. Yeah, you, but, you guys can oh, mix us up on no, the no, debate. No, we'll but, have plenty but, of time. No, let's, yeah. let's, I mean, let's, this is important for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, for him to say, you know, oh, I don't support signing Social Security. I just want to put the people in charge of Congress who have said it's okay. one of their top priorities to do it. It's beyond disingenuous. And again, for a Rhode Islander watching at home, for all the mothers and grandparents watching at home who are worried about their Social Security and Medicare, they're not going to want to support right. somebody who says, that they're going to put the people in charge of Congress, the Republican leadership, who want to cut Social Security and Medicare. One other point on this, yep. uh, last month, Democrats in Congress passed a bill for the first time to let Medicare negotiate with the drug companies to lower the cost mm -hmm. of prescription drugs. Every single Republican in Congress voted against that bill. Alan Fung said he would have voted against it too. Why? It's because the prescription drug companies are funding their campaigns. So there's a clear track record here of being on the side of the drug companies, the oil companies, right. not on the side of working Rhode Islanders with Fung and the Republicans. I will always fight for Rhode Island workers. I don't want their money. I'm not taking it. I'm going to fight to protect Social Security and Medicare, and I am not going to be like Alan and vote for a leadership team that says that cutting it is one of their top priorities. In your commercials, when he goes down there, the first vote he will take is Kevin McCarthy. Does that assume the Republicans are taking control of Congress? Are you assuming that? Well, we're doing everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Because again, well, here in Rhode Island, yeah. you are, but the polls would be against you. It would appear nationwide. And I want to talk about yeah. the latest polls too. Yeah. Well, 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 look. In Rhode Island, we have to do our part to make sure that we have a Congress that reflects Rhode Island values. The Republican leadership: Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, who was here fundraising for Alan Fung yesterday, uh, Jim Jordan. They have said that their top priorities are cutting Social Security and Medicare, which Rhode Islanders do not want, trying to pass a national mm -hmm. abortion ban, which Rhode Islanders, I'm sure, do not want, and paving the path for a return of Donald Trump, which most Rhode Islanders do not want. And so, yes, the most important vote mm -hmm. that the next member of Congress from Rhode Island takes is that first vote of who is going to be in charge of Congress. If we assume there's yeah. a red wave rolling in and the Republicans are taking control, wouldn't it be good for us to at least have one person no. on a delegation who could yeah. badge the ear of Kevin McCarthy? No, for two reasons. All right, so first, again, Rhode Island, we have to do our part to make sure that Congress is not taken over mm -hmm by the extreme Republicans who want to cut health care, cut Social you Security, given and abortion you're rights. Not, you're not giving Second, in to that. They're taking yeah, over. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's, okay. I mean, uh, the election hasn't come yet. The people right. still have a chance to speak. Second, though, we have a congressional delegation in Rhode Island that's very strong. Jack Reed, Sheldon Whitehouse, Jim Langevin, David Cicilline. Mm -hmm. They have been able to deliver resources for Rhode Island when Democrats have been in charge and when Republicans have been in charge. And I look forward to working with them to do that, regardless of which party controls Congress. I'm going to fight to bring resources back to URI, to Galilee, to Quonset, to Rick and CCRI, to fix our roads, fix our bridges. Right. Uh, our congressional delegation has shown that it's possible to do that, regardless of which party's in charge. All right, just to, we're getting tight on time here. Just a couple of things: uh, inflation, uh, broken borders, uh, broken economy. They're laying that at President Biden's doorstep. I looked at the polls today. Uh, they're yeah. not good for him. He's underwater again. Mm. Do you have faith in President Biden? I do. You know, how, how, I think, it, how, yeah. how do you, given the numbers going well, that way? Uh, so first of all, inflation is a global phenomenon, right? Yeah. There's inflation in Europe. There's inflation in Asia, across the world. Um, but here's the difference. What I see is Democrats trying to do something about it. Passed a bill last month to cap the cost of prescription drugs for seniors. Every Republican voted against it. Passed a bill last month to expand domestic energy production. Huge investments, not just in clean energy, but conventional energy yeah. also. Every Republican voted against it. I'm going to Congress with an agenda to suspend the federal gas tax, to bring more manufacturing jobs back to Rhode Island so that we don't have supply chains all around the world. What I see on the Democratic side is 
a recognition that people are hurting, but that we need leaders who are going to do something about it, who are going to act. And on the Republican side, I just see a lot of rhetoric, not a lot of solutions. All right. Uh, you have to get there, and uh, you're spending a lot of money. And so is the other side. You guys are both spending millions. Uh, your strategy was to go after him hard on abortion. And yet abortion shows up. It doesn't show up as a top three issue yeah. in the polls I've seen. You put out a poll not that long ago saying you're within, the, within striking distance, margin of error. Democrats just put out a poll that says 48-48. The other yeah. polls have him taking you by 5 to 7%, depending on which one you look at, maybe a little higher in certain ones. This is going to be close. Everybody on both sides yeah. say there could be 5,000 votes between the two of you. Do you agree with that? And what's your new strategy? I'm hearing Seth Magaziner is changing up his commercials, changing yeah. up his strategy. So what we're seeing as we get into the final weeks, as more people are tuning in and paying attention and deciding who they're going to vote for, we feel the momentum on our side. And we feel the momentum on our side because there's a real contrast in this race. I'm talking about taking on the oil companies that are making billions of dollars of profits overcharging Rhode Islanders at the gas pump. I'm talking about taking on the prescription drug companies, which are making billions of dollars overcharging seniors for their medication. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Alan's not talking about taking on the oil companies or the drug companies because he's getting millions of dollars of campaign cash from them. Those negative ads that the Republicans are running against me, they're all paid for by the oil companies, by the drug companies, because they know right. that Alan's going to be in their pocket and that I, if I get to Congress, am going to be tough with them. So I think as more people tune in and they see this contrast, the momentum is going to continue to be in our favor. We're going to win this race, and we're going to bring Rhode Island values to Washington. Right, just about a minute left. Are you shifting strategy? Are you going with a different bent, talking more about you than him at this point? Again, just about a minute left. Well, no. I mean, the things that I've been talking about, we've been talking about from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So from the very time that we launched this campaign, I spent a lot of time in senior centers across the district, talking with workers across the district. Mm -hmm. and talking about how we have to crack down on price gouging by the oil companies, crack down on prescription drug costs, and yes, protect fundamental rights like the right to choose that are being stripped away by these extreme right-wing judges. And I think what's happening now in the final weeks is more right. people are paying attention, tuning in, seeing what we're all about, that we're fighting for working people, and seeing that my opponent uh, is in the pocket of those same industries that's price gouging Rhode Islanders. Let's hold it there. You yeah. will meet and debate right here on NBC 10, November 3rd, and you guys can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. You can fight for the job that you both want. Yeah. Seth Magaziner, the treasurer of Running for Congress, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me.